What's going on, Diamond D? Welcome back to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. As you all know, we have the legendary Digging in the Crates member, Diamond D. What's up, man? You good? I'm doing well. I enjoyed the new album, working with Talib Kweli, Gotham. I had On Mamas in the rotation for you, but my personal favorite's got to be Olympic. That rock uh, vibe that you put in that beat was crazy. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. You know, just... It, 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 it's it's kind of, it, it kind of has like 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 a rock appeal to it somewhat. It it one hundred percently does. I remember when Mike Geronimo was on my show, he kind of had a beat that he played for me that night. That was an upcoming song that he's going to be releasing soon. Which is interesting how hip hop beats are kind of shifting towards with the legends more of yeah. having a rock feel to it. It's interesting. Well, you know, like. We know my catalog. I sample all, all kind of shit. And um, I guess I was just going through the rock records that day. <laughs> the but, thing um, about yeah, Diamond yeah, D is that, 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 that you that, That's one of my favorites too, Olympic. Olympic is good. Chillin' While Black, that's an important song. As we all know, we speak out about police brutality. I always stress that with these artists out here. Of course, right. the legends are going to do it, such as yourself and Talib Kweli. But the younger guys, they need to get on the ball. Get on the same wavelengths as you guys were back in the days. Continue that tradition on and speaking out because a lot of them are. Right. Well, you know, as an artist, you know, you should try to use your platform to speak some kind of truth at some point. Mm -hmm. um, you just can't rhyme about bitches and money, you know, for the <laughs> whole album. I mean, you could if you want to, but I just think at this point, um, especially in the current in the current climate of this country here in America. You should definitely say something, at least on one joint. Continue the tradition of not only what you did, but Public Enemy, NWA. It's important right. in hip-hop. Mm. It's very I important. I it's, agree. It's a shame where hip-hop is at. You know my stance on it. I sit down with these young artists all the time. Do I like their music? No. But I'm interested in what their knowledge is of the 90s and if they're tapped into what the legends have done in the past. And a lot of them characterize themselves as artists, which okay. is interesting because they're not even rappers. <laughs> yeah it's crazy i mean you know teach his own you know what i mean teach his own max yeah it's trust me it gets under my skin in the worst way but we have the machine out here which is the mainstream market of record labels running the radio industry which is crazy so managers want you to push these young guys that are out here but at the same time i think of it this way how come they don't play gotham and the dime piece two on the new it two at hot 97 they could be doing that because it's new music. It could be. I have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? New Tuesdays? The New It 2. DJ Enough does the New It 2 at Hot 97. I remember he was on one of my shows and I told him, I said, why don't you play a Master Ace or play a Cool G rap song for the, the youth right now? Because that's new to them. Even though it's not new music. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess... I, I don't know, like, do they just play new music? Mm -hmm. So they, they're not going to play a classic and just say, well, it's new to somebody who's 21. <laughs> but in regards to Diamond D, I do have new music out. Yeah. And, and I, I know on Friday when I posted the promo, you wanted me to post more of the newer songs, which I did in the second post. But the old song, I went and looked into the hashtag on Diamond D. I couldn't find all the newer songs that you had with the Dime right. Piece 1 and Dime Piece 2. And you told me they're on YouTube. I didn't even realize you could screen record off YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You told right. me that. I didn't know either. Yeah, I went right on YouTube and I screen recorded it and I was able to get all the new videos up. Turn it up. Good. Okay. Yeah. You taught me something, actually. Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're both crazy. learning. We're both learning. Yeah. Where's the love? I mean, where's the love from the Dime Piece One? That's another. That's another classic. You sampled Jay Z's voice on it. Mm. I did. Classic. <laughs> I, I, in your opinion, do you feel as though the work that you've done now in the 2010s is better than what you did, and even the 2020s right now is better than what you did in the 90s? Because those are considered the classics. Um, my production is better. Mm-hmm. You know, as a producer or MC, or even if you're a fucking basketball player, you should always progress. You know what I mean? So my production is definitely better now, or, or at least my approach to production. Um, but I'm, you know, when I first started out, I was, you know, using a lot of loops. Whereas now um, it's more programming. But you know, it's it's subjective. It all depends on how you look at it. But me personally, I think that um, my production is is better now as I've gotten better with time. And you still bang the the beats out on the MPC. That's important. That's another MPC element of hip hop. The motif you see right here. The motif. There you go. That's right. Elements yeah. of hip hop, which these young kids don't know. They go on their laptops and they pull up a drum loop and they think they're a producer. I want your opinion on that. Just how production has changed and which NPCs aren't highlighted in what the younger generation does because it, the elements of hip hop are disappearing. The DJs aren't getting the same spotlight as they once were. It's all radio rotation play and the producers, I feel as though anyone that I know that's my age can call themselves a producer just because they pull up a drum loop on garage band or even logic pro. Well, you got to remember, you know, Knife Wonder, when he did that work with Beyonce, he was using Fruity Loops. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say, it doesn't matter what you use, as long as you're creative with it. I'm not one of those producers, you know, from a certain era who feels that you absolutely must bang on an MPC. Um, I believe, you know, you, you use what's comfortable with you. You know, I came from that era, the MPC era, and I'm comfortable with that. Um, if I was 18 or 19, you know, I might be more apt to use software because it's um, just more readily and not as ex- not as expensive as going out there and buying the MPC and having to go digging, you know, to find music. You know, you got producers now who I call it e-digging. You just go online and um, go to YouTube and snatch what you need. Like, it really ain't no no rules, Mac. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if you make a banger and they play it in the club, nobody's going to say, yo, I wonder if he used the MPC or, you know, Fruity Loops. You know, they just want to hear the fucking music. You know, at the end of the day, the music is all that matters. Um, how you get there is subjective. It all depends on the individual and what he or she is is more comfortable with, I feel. I, I totally agree with you on that. The Knicks are back in the playoffs. I think you know you know where I'm going to be going with this with Best Kept Secret. <laughs> Anthony Mason, you got to tell me the story behind that video shooting, that music video, because it's legendary, especially in the times of when you look back at the 90s Knicks and the Knicks are in the playoffs after eight years of not being in it. Yeah, you know, I actually met him at that shoot. Um, the director, I believe his name was... David Perez, I'm not sure, you know, that was a long time ago. Um, he actually brought Mason through. Wow. And we shot that video um, in Midtown on the east side, I think like 36th and 2nd Avenue, it's a park over there. And, you know, Mace was nice enough to come through and grace us with his presence. 
And uh, we hung out a few times afterwards, you know, real, real cool dude, straight dude, Queens dude, straight up and down. Um, definitely missed. You know, shouts out to Anthony Mason and his family. Mason, your face. And I believe that KRS One alluded to Mason. I represent the real hip hop. Mm. He had a bar in there. Mace okay. is in your fucking face. <laughs> ah, that's right. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Very classic. And Mace no is doubt. missed. Mace no is missed. Yeah. Gotham, I've been pushing it for you on WSU. Yeah, I see that. St. John's University, Mad Max Radio. I'm going to be graduating here in a few weeks, so I'm going full on board here on my Live 365 before I can get a real radio job in the industry, which I'm looking for right now. And I've been pushing okay. the album for you, making sure people are tuned in. Because right. when uh, the yeah. main thing with me is that, you know, I want the youth to know about what you guys are still doing. Not not only what you did in the past, but the, but the fact that you guys are still going and keeping the culture strong and that there's two sounds out here. You got what the young kids do, but we have what we also do out here is what the legends do. The boom right. bap. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, exactly yeah. what it said on your shirt when you came up to St. John's University the first time. You had a boom bap shirt. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with that. You know, everybody everybody can eat, you know. Um, I don't know, fam. Like, you know, I if I wanted to, I could do, you know, I could do some, I could do some trap shit. Oh, uh, no, I think you, you know, could because look at DV. I, I, I'm talking about, I'm talking about as far as production wise. Mm -hmm. I can do that. You know what I mean? And still make it a Diamond D, um, a Diamond D track, so to say, but. Um, you know, like a lot of producers like Pete Rock, uh, Primo, Alchemist. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, not, I'm, 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 I'm just boom back. That's just me. Mm -hmm. you know? And I agree with that. And I, I can be a hater sometimes. I actually had DJ. Yeah, gotta watch that. Gotta yeah. watch that. <laughs> I had, I actually had DJ EFN on one of my shows, uh, a, I'd say last month, I didn't drop the show yet, the interview that I did with him, and I even told him I could be a hater sometimes, but it's the fact that I feel as though the youth just doesn't respect the greats. Like, they'll say, oh, big ups to the greats. I'm inspired by this one. They don't sound, they don't sound like them. They don't sound like what you guys did. And right. I feel as though they just brush it off, and then they'll go around and they'll turn around and say, oh, you, it's, that's a dated sound. And it's not, because you see what Griselda's doing you see right. what Dave East is doing. We see that we still have lyrical guys out here that are still from this yeah, era. Still, push, still pushing the envelope. Still pushing the envelope. Right. I saw um, that you have some work with West Side Gun. I remember you posted a, a preview clip. I don't know if that's going to be on the Dime Piece 3 or another project. I saw, I believe it was in a, a car driving. A car was driving on. You posted a video of it. And it was. Yeah, that's, that's on my new solo album. Okay. That's coming out. Um, it's called The Rear View. I'm going to drop view. that sometime toward the end of the year, maybe some, somewhere between fall and winter, probably uh, probably fall, late fall. I don't want to I don't want um, to put it out. I, I want to let, let the Gotham album do whatever it's going to do, and then I'm going to follow it with my solo joint. But yeah, I got West Side Gun on there. Um, I got Paz the Noose on there. Mm. And um, basically, basically I'm, I'm just spitting with other producers. Um, I got a drink with Focus on there. He's out there working wow. with Dr. Dre. He's been out there for a while. Um, I got a drink with Dre from Cool and Dre. You know what Fire. I mean? Um, 
So yeah, you know, I'm really, I'm really excited about it. And the album's coming out real dope too. Mm-hmm. You want to work with Dave East in the future? Because I know you like Dave. Yeah, I fuck with Dave. You know, just a matter of um, connecting the dots. But yeah, Dave is nice, definitely. Bars are up. Dave is someone that's he's a monster for Harlem right now. Mm, definitely. I, I, I was out here calling him the king of New York and all the young kids were looking at me crazy. I said, that guy's the <laughs> king of New York right now because everyone wants to give it to a boogie and I'm, he doesn't represent New York hip hop for me. Mm, okay. I'm not really familiar with, uh, with a boogie. Yeah. How, how, <laughs> and, why, why, and why do you say he's not really um, a, a good representative of New York? Because of his sound, he's too melodic. That's the thing. He sounds too much. Here's the thing, Diamond D. I feel as though that if you're in Atlanta, you can have that trap sound because that's where it originated from. You can have that sound. My problem is, is if you're from New York and you copycat that sound, that's not mm. that's not how we sound up here. Uh, mm. That's not even if you look at back in the day, it's a shame how times have changed down south. Outcast. Right. Completely different sound from the trap era. Right. I don't know why we can't have that sound back again from down south, but. I mean, you know, uh, hopefully we get another album from Outkast. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as um, an artist sounding sounding like their region, um, you look at Pop Smoke. That's not a that's not a, a classic New York sound, but no. you know, um, the shit bangs. Yeah. You How do you feel so about the drill movement? You actually like that's Pop that's Smoke? that's that's what Pop Smoke does, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, um, I got onto him late, actually. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, fan from Brooklyn? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, the borough of Jay-Z, Biggie Smalls, Big Daddy Kane, so on, so on. Um, but musically, there's no connection to that certain boom no. bap sound. And, and that's cool. Because, like I said, you know, um, he made some hot joints, but it definitely, it definitely doesn't sound regional. No, not at all. But you know, he 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 still was winning, so I respect that. You know, and and may he rest in peace. Yes, may him rest in peace, as well as a few of your other friends, Black Robin, Shock G, especially DMX too. We lost a lot right. of legends this year in twenty twenty one. Definitely, Prince Marky D. Mm-hmm, that's right, from the the Fat Boys. Mm-hmm. MF Doom. Mm-hmm, that's right. Zev you know Love I mean? X from KMD. People don't always realize that, especially in the in the youth. You know that, but the youth right. don't know that. He was Zev Love X. You're an exception because you know you, even though you're younger than me, you know, obviously you um did your homework, or maybe both. You did your homework and you were just a fan at a young age of of, of, of that type of sound. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely one of the rare ones, Max. Thank you. I appreciate that, Diamond. And, you know, I got to keep putting on for what you guys do because I take you guys the most serious. Okay. For my station on Live 365, I don't play a lot of that trap stuff. I got to do it for my university because you got to please the college audience. But what I do is I play your guys' stuff because... That's what I'm most passionate about. I just had mm. OC on the show a few weeks ago. We did a three-hour interview. Mm. <laughs> and he had a lot of stories to tell. And I heard that he's going to be probably working on one last album. Okay. 
I did hear I, about I haven't, them. I haven't spoken to OC, but shouts out to O. And, um, you know, whatever he's doing, I'm sure it's going to be dope. You think you're going to be working with him on it for the last album, production-wise, or even rhyme? Um, I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. I'll be looking forward to but, the OC um, album, though. We had one of the best songs on Don Peace too. That got it covered. You got it covered. I told you that because I yeah. like Survivor Die. That was my first song right out the gate. There was something about that beat that I liked, but as soon as I started listening more, got it covered. Took it away from me, or even maintaining with Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Bodied with with David Banner. Mm-hmm. I stay. I no. I stay busy. Yeah. You know what I mean, you know, it's. It's what I do. It's what I love to do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not making millions of dollars doing it, but um, it keeps me happy. I'm generating income. At the same time, I'm adding on to my catalog. That's right. You know, um, so, you know, Don Piece 3 on the way. Mm-hmm. And David Bars is going to be on there. I remember you told me at the last time. David Bars is on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Monster. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good one. Just looking back at the other songs, uh just looking back at Dime Piece One with Jose Feliciano, that song. <laughs> people need to acknowledge you not only for the beats, but the rhymes. That Bella Lugosi bar with mm-hmm. Spritz and Power, Nancy Pelosi. If I die tomorrow, motherfuckers would be like, oh yo, he was nice on the mic. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know I am. Yeah, if you go you back know, to stunts, blunts, and hip hop, classic. He caught that Bella Lugosi line. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the nineteen thirties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, was Diamond D a fan better. of all those classic monster movies? Yeah, the wittier the better. Yeah. What was your favorite Bella Lugosi film of all time? Was it Dracula? Yeah, Dracula, and then, 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 then the, the drink with the werewolf and the mummy. Oh, yeah, the, was it Frankenstein? Yeah, like, you know, my, my father, you know, he was a big fan of that, of, you know, of those types of movies, you know, when, yeah. when he was a child. <laughs> and um, I guess it carried over to adulthood because I remember as a child watching it because he was watching it. Uh, so that's the only reason why I even know about those guys like that. Vaughn Cheney, Boris Karloff. Right. All of them, boom, right there. The, the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. The classics. And just think those are the pioneers of horror, how you guys are the pioneers of hip-hop. And think that horror took its own lane in the hip-hop scene with horrorcore. If you look at the Grave Diggers, right. you look at Cool Keef. Mm-hmm. Cool Keef doesn't get enough credit. This guy had three different personas. Dr. Yeah. Octagon, right. Dr. Doom, Black Elvis. And those, and, and those are all after Ultra Magnetic. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so shouts out to my man Keith. Keith, Keith gets busy. You he know does. What I mean? Keeps himself relevant. Got to respect that. Yeah, he was he was on my show two years ago. We talked about his album Keith, and he's someone that deserves way more credit. Just the way yeah. he, the way he changed the game and was able to create personas in hip hop. And mm-hmm. DMX did the same with Damien. Yeah, definitely. No, DMX. He has a new album coming out called Exodus. I think. Yeah, that's I saw. That's his. His album released past his death, similar to how Big L's was with the big picture. Mm, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to that joint. Yeah. Did you hear about the Big L documentary? I brought this up to OC, and supposedly that it has nothing to do with 
the members of DITC. It's not a DITC documentary. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think the people who are doing it um, didn't reach out to DITC for any of our commentary. Maybe they didn't feel they had to. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have nothing to do with it. You know, I don't know if that's Big L's estate, um, but I know um, I saw one of your posts where OC said he doesn't support it. Uh, Lord Finesse doesn't support it. Um, I don't support it either. But you know what I mean? Um, who is it? Who, who's doing it? Mass Appeal? I'm not even sure who's doing it 100%. I just been seeing it come up on my Instagram feed over time. And right. if if you guys aren't involved because you are you are his family and hip hop, right. I feel as though it, it shouldn't go down. Well, there it is. Yeah, but you know, it's a monetary society and people are going to capitalize on on anything, which is sad because it's not even going to be, who knows? It may, it's probably not going to be factual to the point because you guys have no input. You knew him. Right. Well, maybe, maybe he won't focus on, maybe he won't focus on his time with DITC. They'll just focus on, just focus on Big L. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know, but you know, life goes on. Yeah, life does go on. Was there ever a chance, despite your whole discography and who you produce for, produce for throughout your career, was there ever a time where you could have produced for the Notorious B.I.G.? Um, I played beats for Big. I went down to Daddy's house and I played him a few joints. He was feeling one of them, but nothing nothing really came about it. And he died maybe like two months later. Wow. You know, so who to say? Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he, maybe he would have, you know, wrote to one. I don't know. I think shouts he would have. I mean, yeah, shouts out to Notorious Big. Rest in peace. He's one yeah. of the greatest of all time. He, mm -hmm. It's not even debatable. I'm really interested in hearing the story of how you felt when you saw that Daz Dillinger put you in his top five producers of all time. Mm. Um, I was honored, surprised, you know, because um, Dad's from the West Coast, but, you know, he grew up or rather came up we all came up in the 90s, so he was listening, same way we were listening. You know what I mean? So, you know, it was definitely um, uh, flattering to hear him say that. You know what I mean? And Daz, he doesn't get the credit he deserved. No. Nope. Nobody in that top five does. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody in that top five does. You know, so yeah, it was cool. You know, everybody chiming in on the comments. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah. Uh, he da, da, da. you know, Mark, you gotta remember, man. You can ask me my top five producers today. I give you five. You ask me next week, it might it might be a little different. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, that that's that's subjective too. You know what I mean? So whatever. But to answer your question, yeah, I felt honored to him mention me in his top five. Retaliation, revenge, and get back. That's a classic in the West Coast. Definitely. What's your favorite work of Daz Dillinger's? Mm. Probably some of the joints on, on, on that first Dog Pound album. Mm. You know, he, you know, I, I also heard that um, he produced some of them joints or co-produced some of them joints um, that, that was on Dre's albums. I don't know if that's true or false, but, you know, that was the narrative that was going around. 
you know, and Daz, yo, you know, Daz gets busy. You know what I mean? You know, he definitely paid his dues. Um, what's the joint he did for Tupac again? Two of America's Most Wanted. Mm. Yeah, see what I'm saying? So he got bangers. You know, he, he's, he's worked with some of the best artists in the industry. You know what I mean? And he doesn't get the respect that I feel he's due. It's crazy because he, he's not only just a producer, he can rap as well just as like yourself. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I might reach out to Daz and do a joint with him on, on my new album. Fuck uh, it, I just might. Uh. You got to make that happen. Uh. And Pete Rock can rap too. We saw that on Only mm-hmm. Way to Go. Right. And not and even on Only Way to Go, but I mean, if you go back to Soul Survivor. Or my second album. Yeah. <laughs> Pains and Strife with, with Five Dog. That's right. You know what I mean? So everything runs in, everything runs in cycles. If they, it does. I agree well, with know, that. Pe- people were giving Pete slack because Poobah wrote The Creator. But I tell people, yo, Pete wrote his verse for Only Way to Go right in my face, right in the studio. Wow. You know what I mean? So he definitely, puts the, he definitely could put the pen to the pad. I believe it. Yeah. I, I I didn't even I didn't even know the story behind the the creator. Listen to it. It sounds like Puba. And it says oh, Maxwell. It. it says Maxwell Dixon on the, in the credits. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not dropping no news flash. No, right no. Here. For me, for me, because I grew up in the digital age, I didn't have the mm. the cassette and the CD like mm. you guys did back in the day. So this is, I got to go and do the research and learn and okay, yeah. wrote the rhymes behind the scenes. Well, well, well you can, can you, can you hear the creator in your head right now? Hey, I can hear it. Do you hear Poobah? I can hear him. Okay. There you go. I can hear Once you mention it and you put yeah. two and two together. Right. It sounds like it's similar with easy and ice cube. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Even though easy is a legend in, just this persona in the West Coast hip hop scene. How do you feel about ghostwriters? Because we tend to everybody got to go. eat. You're right. <laughs> You're right about that because people tend to go at someone like Drake for he apparently had a ghostwriter on his songs. But what about someone like Easy E? I feel as though I don't want to look at Easy E having a ghostwriter because we love him too much. I don't know. You know what? That- what Cube said he wanted to drink for him? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, shit, they were on the same team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you know, uh, there, there's a certain element of hip-hop who will not respect an MC if he does not write his own rhymes. We all know that. You know, certain cloth out there, they, they, they just won't accept it. But then you have others who say, yo, this is a business. You know, if I know my pen game is not where it should be, but I got the money to go hire somebody to help me out and bring him aboard, then fuck it, why not? At the end of the day, it's um putting numbers up from a business perspective. You know, um, it's all business now, especially. Exactly. exactly. I think it's worse from when you started the business factor of it. It's, it's taken over not only just in music it's been taken over in radio and social media now these record labels watch what these young artists do on soundcloud and instagram and if they're doing the numbers they sign them right to a label mm. okay, crazy too. 
Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, can you what, do? What would be an interesting story, and I believe that Fat Joe's first record with Pun was Watch Out on his album Jealous One's Envy, which you produced. Correct. What was that studio session like? Because Pun murdered that beat. It was just the way you th- you, you you think it would be. You know, it was definitely a vibe. Um, I had sent, I sent Joe the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I got to the studio, the lyrics were the lyrics were done. But um, you know, Pun was still there, and um, I mixed the track. Is KRS one on there too? No, K- he's on um. Oh shit! Uh, what's the name of that? The song? It's, it's yeah, on that on, same album. Yeah, he's on the same album. Je- same album. I did. I did two. I did two on that. On that. On that mm-hmm. album. I believe. That's right. But yeah, that's one of my favorite joints. Um, with with Pun and Fat Joe. Crazy. Aside, aside from Twins, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And if you look back at Represent, you must be out of your fucking mind. What cool G rap? Mm. Yeah, that's one of my favorite joints too. Oh. I like cinematic shit. Yeah, <laughs> bro. And uh, I was a big fan of that movie, Straight Out of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. That's what you sampled on there. I did. You must be out of your fucking mind, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. Hey, you come here. All of them like you know, just three different parts. But I used to watch that movie fucking every day back then. Bug it. You know, and, 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 and what's crazy was Prince had a song called Money Don't Matter Tonight. Mm-hmm. And the cast of that movie was in the video. Wow. Yeah. Uh, just a little trivia. That is trivia. That's new. That's news to me. Yeah. Definitely. That's, a, that's another legendary track that you produced in, in the real hip-hop world. In the real hip-hop world. Because people automatically, when they think of throwback fat joe they think flow joe but you must be out of your fucking mind is my favorite from joe back in the day mm, yeah yeah that was hard that was hard and um was it was apache on there too yep mm, that's right rest in peace rest in peace to him that's right because i was working on apache's album around, around that time too yeah and we, we've heard the stories already that you saved joe's life we've heard that already i don't want to make you Thank you. Tell that same story again. <laughs> you always have to. You always have to tell the same stories, and that's something I always try to find in in doing my interviews is different stories to be told. And you know, you you don't need to reiterate that story again. But something that would be interesting in telling a story with is this picture that I have here, and it's the picture on the DITC album covers as well. You see them. Is this picture right here, which I'm going to show to the audience, which is everyone in the room. You're at the table, of course. With right. the, mm-hmm. the story behind this photo, where was this at? Um, that might have been at Tommy Boy's offices. Mm. Yeah, that might have been at Tommy Boy's offices, I believe. Classic. As is the whole crew in there, and then there's another one here. I believe you're on a rooftop. This has to be in New York City. Yep. New York, somewhere in New York, in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Usual suspects. Mm-hmm. 
Classic. Those are the two classic photos I have for the audience here tonight from which you were in with DITC. Right. Could DITC get a documentary? Yeah, anybody can get a documentary. Mm-hmm. You think that you guys would go forward with it? Because I think DITC, they need a lot more credit than you guys get. You guys were responsible for a lot of the beats on these hit albums in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. Facts. You know, maybe maybe one day the story will be told. I hope it is. Yeah, I, I hope that so documentary because that you look at the documentaries that you have there now with Straight Outta Compton, that movie. You look at these hip hop movies; they usually do well, and people they show up for it. It's hip hop history, right? And he and having I mean, the collective we'll, we'll, of you guys would be crazy. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know, uh, I know that there was talk about doing one. Um, what what did OC, what, what did OC say when you asked him? I didn't ask him about a DITC documentary. It just came to my mind just now. Okay. I just asked him about the Big L documentary. But when when was this that there was supposed to be one? There was talk up. There was there was talk about one maybe about two or three years ago. You know, amongst amongst the members. You no, know, but it's a whole nother whole whole nother ball <laughs> man. You know, uh, I love so. to see it. I would love to see it happen in the future. You've you've been doing well during COVID. You're still working, still doing your thing. I saw that you were on Dave Chappelle with right. with Talib Kweli. How was that? Yeah, that was that was dope. You know, to to hear to, to, to hear Dave Chappelle tell me that he loves stunts, blunts, and hip hop. You know, and he's he's reciting some of the rhymes to me. <laughs> you know, when people do that, you then you believe them. You know, it's not just considered small talk. You know, when somebody can say, yo, you know, da, 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 and, you know, start start reciting your joints from over 20 years ago. You know, so the love was genuine. You know, and Dave's a good brother. Um, I've, I've been out to his house a few times. And, um, you know, in fact, you know, me and Tyler, we, we, we're going to work on Gotham too. And um, we might record some of the tracks out there where Dave stays at the studios out there. Oh wow! Just for the vibe. Wow. Yes. Now the whole Gotham thing started. You were just sending Talib beats. Yeah, I sent them like sent them files. Like, yeah, I, I sent I sent them a folder like ten beats. Mm-hmm. And then when I flew out there, you know, to, to um, for his interview, people's party, I said, "Yo, which one did you do?" He was like, one? Oh, no, nah. I rounded like nine of them joints. <laughs> you know, and that was the premise that led to the Gotham album. And in preparation and recording your beats, you went back to your discography, Stump Blunts and Hip Hop, Hatred, Passions and Infidelity. He also listened to Raekwon's Only Built for Cuban Links. And there we have with Gotham. Mm. Gotham, in my opinion, it's in the top albums of the year. And that's not hard to say because I usually base myself off of the real hip hop. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be throwing some young kids album in there, the hip hop album of the year. Trust me. Yeah, But you know, Mac, you don't want to, like you say, you don't want to sound like a hater. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's not an age thing, Max. If somebody young makes something that's hot, you're going to say it. Yeah. And I will too. It's not, it's not an age thing. 
You know, it's just a matter of how you approach the art, how you approach the craft. You know, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to J. Cole's new album? Not the whole thing. I like it. You like it? Yeah. Jay, you know, J. Cole, he he he's nice with the blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He I think remind, he he had to remind people with that little video clip he did on L.A. Leakers. Yeah, he, he did. He's nice. Trust me, he's nice. Oh, I yeah, just, no doubt. The, the mm-hmm. thing with me is that there's certain times where J. Cole doesn't do his normal thing, and that's for me when What's he goes his on normal a normal thing in your opinion. Rapping over, okay, his older mixtapes. That's his older thing, in my opinion, which I like. That's what made me a J. Cole fan. Him going on a song such as Wet Dreams or Firing Squad. But when I hear him on a trap beat, it just makes me nuts because I feel J. Cole, you don't need to be on a trap beat. Tell me a story. Tell me a story on an actual hip-hop beat. Well, maybe he's just showing his range. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, that's how I look at it. He's just showing us his range. You know, I, I I can do boom bap, and when necessary, I can do the new shit. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of um, a lot of people can't move between those two worlds like that. They can't. So, shouts out to, shouts out to Mr. Cole yeah. and his new album. What's another album that's impressed you this year so far that you could think of? That last Benny the Butcher album. Mm. I forgot the name. You know, I, Burden I, I of like Proof? Benny. like what he's doing. Bars, beats. Conway, too. He's doing his thing. Oh, definitely. The Machine. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The whole movement. The whole yeah. movement. It, mm-hmm. Now, that's real hip-hop. <laughs> that's, what, that's what should be playing on these stations that say this is where hip-hop lives, not... <laughs> That's what should be playing. That's, but you know, I'm not the programming director there. If I was, you'd be hearing the Gotham, and you'd probably be hearing the Cactus album played on there. People probably wouldn't even know what that sounds like. <laughs> yeah, well, shit. You know, when you leave, you know, once you graduate, you know, hopefully, you know, you your next platform would be even bigger and better. Yeah, I'm hoping. I Trust me, I don't miss being there in the summers. When you were there, it was so hot. They never put on the AC in, in those stations for us in, in the summers. It, Cheap bastards. Yeah. <laughs> All that money they make. Yeah, I know. I, I'm in debt for them for years until I pay off the, the student debt for going there for four years. Yeah, and they couldn't even put it. the... Yeah. Don't get in line. Fuck yeah. it. Oh, man. And they couldn't even put on the, the AC for any of my guests and... Myself as we're working hard trying to provide content for everyone down at the basketball courts and in the dorms. My goodness, I don't miss that at all. But Gotham, congratulations on that. And what you. makes what makes, in your opinion, we know Black Star, we know the classics that Talib has gave us over the years. What makes him one of the greatest MCs of all time, in your opinion? Um, the metaphors and, and his content. You know. Um... Bar, the bar structure, and um, he always he, and he drops Jews, but it but, but he doesn't come off as preachy. Some some people do it, and it's like you know you should do this, you should do that, you should you know what I mean. But with Talib, it, it, I don't get that from him. I you know he gives you his perspective, um, whether you agree with it or not. And that's one of the things I like about Talib. Always have. 
Yeah. One of the greatest of all time. It's, it's amazing that you guys are collaborating and you got Gotham and Gotham two is on the way. That's news to me. I want people to stay yeah, tuned yeah, for I that. Want, I want, I want, I want to drop that, drop that here first with you. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, we're about five songs deep already. Five Quiet songs. And, and I, mm-hmm. it, is it going to be a similar sound to Gotham? The first yep. one? Yeah. Similar. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be boom bap. I know that, which I like. So. Hey, I can only be me, fam. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to hear Diamond D on a trap beat. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> <laughs> Just like all these other rappers out here who I like, I don't want to hear them on trap beats. Get on boom bap. Right. I want to hear it because that's, that's true school. That's a true art form out here. Right. I want to see rappers actually freestyle. Uh, and a good example of that is um, the song with Twista and Afro. Mm-hmm. It's a boom bap track, but but you know they but they still spitting in double time. That's right. You know what I mean? So that would be an, an excellent example. Not trying to um, pat myself on the back or anything, but no, that was just that it would, it just happens to be a good example. It, it, no, of, it is of what somebody can do who spits rapid fire and you know still and still be true um to the boom bap sound you know and and that was one of my favorite joints on the dime piece too mm-hmm. is there any other artist that you're tapped into similar to david bars who's coming up that's nice that you got your eyes on who may not be known on a wide stage yet yeah um artist my artist snooze from harlem he, he rhymed on the, on, on the intro of the dime mm-hmm. piece too that's right yeah He's another one, special. special. He's got, he's, he got an album coming out? Yeah, we do have an album ready for him. But you I'm going to go back in there and revamp some tracks. And um, But yeah, he's definitely another one. Mm-hmm. Same, as he, David, same, same as David Bars. You know, young boys who really, really, really have an extraordinary pen game. You know what I mean? But at the same time, they, they, they respect the culture as far as um, keeping boom bap alive. But they also do the trap shit too. Yeah, they do. They yeah, do. you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, they bought the trap shit. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, like I said, yo, if you can do both, do both. Because it's all about bringing people in to, to you and your brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my take on it. A great example who dominated that area was Fat Joe. Yeah. You know, he, he did his thing with the mainstream, but he can, at the end of the day, go back and do rock shit with DITC. Right. Yeah, Joe's in that space. Yeah. You know, and there it is. You know, yeah. he, 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 he's in that space. He, 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 he can make the big, the big radio bangers, you know, and still stay true to his roots and rock out on some boom bap shit. You know, so, shouts out to Fat Joe, of course. Mm-hmm. That's right. Shout out to everybody. Yeah. Um, in the crew, the few of us who were here um, from the early to mid '90s who are still doing our thing. You know what I mean? Shit ain't shit ain't easy, but you know, if you um if you got a good brand and you put out quality music, you can do it. You know that's that's why I'm sitting here before you right now. That's right. You know, um, 
people love stunts plus and hip hop, but if, if that was the last thing I did, I might not be here talking to you right now. <laughs> well, you would be because I do reach out to rappers who, who who haven't unfortunately gave us any new music, but you know, I you still get what please. I'm saying, though, man. Yeah, I get what you're I saying. Mean, no, it's always dope when you can say, "Yeah, I got a joint out that just dropped a month ago." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even though stunts plus and hip hop dropped. Um, at the top of 93 to end of 92. So, you know, for me to for me to still be here releasing new music, um, it's definitely a blessing. And, um, you know, I've earned it. That's a fact, a legend in the game. Forget the TikTok rappers. Let's recognize Diamond D for his greatness. Let's look at the up and coming artists such as David Bars and Snooze because those are the people who are going to be really pushing the culture forward as far as the, the true art form of hip hop of what we love and whoever tunes into this interview and who is tuned in now live. If you love that real hip hop, this is where it's at. Right. No doubt. And Diamond D, I know you said that you have your own album coming at the end of the year here, working right. on Dime Piece 3. You got Gotham 2 on the way. Is there anything else you would love to let the audience know here? Um, yeah, I'm doing like a R&B hip hop album. Oh, okay. Uh, my man Blake Moses, mm -hmm. and you know he's real, he's real dope. Um, it's not quite neo soul. Uh, think more like uh, if I had to put it in terms like uh, like when Mary J. Blige came out. Okay, I, I like that. Right, how she was she What's was the she was R&B. R&B singer, but the beat still bang. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the 411, the, the you, the you remind me remixes she did. Um, you gotta believe. Right. Every day it rains. Oh, a Mary's joint. Mm -hmm. So that's, so that's, that's the vibe I'm on with Blake Moses and, and you know, the shit is, shit is really dope, yo. You know, I think, I think the fans are going, the fans are going to fuck with it. You know who else was good at, at doing that the same way as intro? Yeah, that's right. Let me be the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I it's believe the beat that. came from Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs. Well, Bohannon. Bohannon, okay. We don't know if they sampled Ed's record or the original. But, yeah, it had, it, it, it had that hip-hop vibe. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what the Blake Moses shit is going to be, like that. That's, that's going to be great. I, it's, yeah. This is, see what I mean? This is bringing back that 90s sound and experimenting with a sound that people usually don't do anymore. And that's yeah. why we still need producers like Diamond D in the game to keep that alive. Appreciate that, fam. You, you already know Diamond D, one of the greatest of all time, no debate at all, especially for me or anyone out there, what you've done for the culture. We appreciate you always and the classics that you give us and the, the new music that you give us as well, a breath of fresh air in this mumble rap culture. But we're here. We are here. We celebrate you. Make sure they follow you on Instagram at Diamond ITC. Diamond D-I-T-C. That's what it is. Diamond yeah. I-T-C. Okay. -I -I one, one word, Diamond D-I-T-C. Okay, yeah. Because I believe it, when I was looking before, I thought it was Diamond and I-T-C, so it's Diamond D-I-T-C. Correct. There we go. No doubt, Max. All right, Diamond D, I appreciate you for coming on the show. And once you're finished with Gotham 2 or the, the solo albums that you have coming, we'd love to have you back on to promote it. And anytime you need any records played, I'm, I throw them right in the rotation for you. Yeah, no doubt, Max. Nothing but love for you, fam. I appreciate it. 
No doubt. And take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'm looking forward to the new music. Okay, man. No doubt. Stay up, all right? Yeah, you I'll too, Diamond. You soon. Okay. Yep. All right.